Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Tim Webb. This is my first podcast, and I'd like to start this edition by talking about term limits. Term limits, and this has long been my thought that we need to establish term limits for our elected officials, especially at the national level, our senators and congressmen, and really at every level uh, from the city councilman on up to the presidency. But uh, we'll focus on the national level because, of course, the states would have to uh, make laws to establish term limits within the state levels. So focusing on our national level and our congressmen and our senators, these representatives. So this has long been my thought that one of the central issues with what has become known as the swamp or the deep state in our society is the fact that we have folks who aspire from a young age, and I'm talking about in grade school, uh, to become senators congressmen, and some do uh, in their 20s and 30s, and that's okay, but that it has become a lifelong career for so many. We have so many senators, congressmen, national-level representatives who serve most of their adult lives uh, in those positions, and I don't think this is good. We, with the developments in our society, which are, I think, to a large degree negative, lobbyists, special interest groups, unions, who get in the pockets, who get in the ears of our senators and congressmen, and who cause them, sometimes through good intentions uh, on the part of the senators and congressmen, to make the decisions that are only in the interests of these small groups and at the detriment of the greater portion of society. Uh, and a lot of times I think these senators and congressmen are duped and, and don't even realize that they are, are hurting uh, their constituents and, and the greater majority of society by taking care of these, these special interest groups and lobbyists. And that happens, you know, the saying goes that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. The longer folks are in these offices, the more likely they are to be corrupted. And some may go decades without being corrupted, but that's not the norm. And the reason that we have these sayings, you know, the swamp and the deep state, is because folks do get corrupted. They do get swayed, regardless of what their motivations are when they go to Washington. So many of them seem uh, to become detached from their constituency. So term limits has long been a goal of mine. And when I talk to folks, uh, very few people seem to, to disagree. Term limits, most folks seem to think, would, would generally be a good thing. Most folks only seem to think that it would never occur because, of course, the very leaders, uh, the lawmakers that would have to, to make such a vote, well, uh, they're the ones that are in power, and why would they want to vote themselves out of these positions, these positions that give them power and prestige and so forth? So in the, in the spirit of classic realism, something that our founders understood, I think that we can only accomplish this realistically by providing incentives for our leaders, our, our present leaders. Uh, once we prepare to send a, a bill like this, establishing term limits, I think we would have to include in this bill incentives so that the current lawmakers would see it in their best interests to vote for such a bill, uh, such a bill that would really establish a shelf life for them. And we can certainly debate what, what term limits would be appropriate. Uh, is it two terms? 
that could be debated. But uh, I think that we need to establish term limits for certain. So I think about our, our founding fathers, and so many of them were made men before they became our leaders. Benjamin Franklin was a an accomplished inventor and really accomplished in so many ways. He was a writer, an editor, a publisher since uh, since being a teenage boy. Thomas Jefferson, uh, as a young adult, penned the Declaration, was an ambassador to, 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 to France and had so many accomplishments in his own right. And the list goes on and on of our founding fathers, but, but they were made men. And again, in today's society, we've established this paradigm where people, some people want to go into the entertainment industry and, and become musicians. Others want to go into sports and others fancy themselves as being lifelong politicians. And again, regardless of what, what motivations they might have when they go to Washington, it seems to be so common that after getting there, we see these, these politicians, these elected officials that go to to conduct public service, so we say, but then we see them, despite a, a salary, an annual salary of a hundred and seventy or two hundred thousand dollars, and they become millionaires. And this, rightfully so, causes some of us to to question, to question uh, whether these folks are really living a life of public service or a life of self-service. And so again, term limits seems necessary and appropriate to ensure that folks uh, are, are well, to, to lessen the likelihood that they can be corrupted and to increase the likelihood that they are indeed serving their constituents before they go back to some other life, to a life of business or retirement, whatever the case may be. And so term limits, I think, uh, establishing them increases the likelihood that folks have to have some type of life outside of this life as civic leaders, as elected officials. You know, they have to be in business. They have to have a nine-to-five job. And in, in establishing these term limits, ultimately, it helps them to be more connected with their constituents and to understand the issues that their constituents face. And perhaps helps them to understand more the implications of the policies that they make. And I think the the less time that folks are in these leadership positions, the less able special interest groups and lobbyists are to get in their ears, to get in their pocketbooks. The more likely our civic leaders are to go to Washington for a handful of years and to represent their constituents knowing that they have a shelf life and that they will return to those very constituencies. And then they will live and be impacted by the policies that their successors will make. Again, term limits, I think, is a very positive thing. And again, I think that this is something that we should look at at every level, from the city councilman on up to the presidency. You know, if someone's going to serve as a city councilman and and then they're going to work their way up and, and ultimately become a congressman or a senator and, senator and possibly even uh, you know, serve as a, as a cabinet secretary, uh, serve as an ambassador, uh, serve uh, ultimately in, in very rare cases as the vice president or the president. I think we should take all those things into consideration and, and essentially have a cap to where even if someone goes all the way up to the presidency, that they only can spend so many years in civic life. 
from a city councilman all the way up to the presidency. If someone is able to, to do so and go at every level, that they have a cap. And so they can only spend so many years in civic life. And they then, again, have to spend some portion of their adult life either living retirement and peace or working in the types of jobs and industries and, and establishing businesses or working for the man or the woman, as the case may be, and living the kinds of lives that most of their constituents live their entire lives. would be happy to debate uh, you know, how long these terms should be and what the caps might be. But uh, more importantly, I would say, if we're going to look at incentivizing these folks, you know, okay, so let's give a baseline here. I would say that if we were going to incentivize our, our uh, the current senators and congressmen who would vote for such a bill, that we would probably start by saying they would make their present salary for those who would be willing to vote for such a bill and give themselves a shelf life to make it in their best interests, to give them an, an incentive, that they would make $174,000 adjusted to inflation for the rest of their lives. I'd be willing to double, triple that, because I think it's that important to, to get rid of this, this situation that we have established where so many folks go to Washington, D.C. for decades, and so many of them get corrupted and end up making decisions that are not in the best interest of the majority of Americans and of their constituencies. I think it's that important. But $174,000 a year for these uh, current sitting senators and congressmen who would be willing to vote for such a bill, that seems reasonable to me. And again, we can talk about the term limits. But uh, this is my thought, and I think that this has a lot of popularity in society. Again, the challenge is always kind of a cynicism that we could never, we could never get anyone to vote for this. And so this is just my thought on how we might be able to do just that. I'd love to hear some other ideas. I, I'm glad to hear that uh, that folks, including uh, Senator Ted Cruz, seem to be proponents of this. I think there's a great momentum behind it and, and just some good old-fashioned realism and uh, finding how we can make it the best interest of our present senators and congressmen to vote for such a bill is what might have been missing up until now. So that's it for now. Again, this is my first podcast. This is Tim Webb, and thanks for listening. We'll talk soon.